Hi everyone, Jamie here from Batball Podcast and this short segment I'm going to talk to you about is about your garage doors. Now, this sponsored segment is one of the new segments we're going to be doing so that you don't have to listen to it in video, it'll be at the start before the episode. And um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about your garage doors. Your garage doors are happy to sponsor the Batball Podcast. They supply, install and maintain all forms of domestic garage doors. And even better, they offer free quotation service and have a showroom available in Long Eaton. Perfect for all my people living in uh, Nottingham, living local. Uh, I will leave there. Uh, if you want to get in contact with them, you can either message me, Jay Martin, on Facebook and I'll give you theirs. Or you can call 0800 772 So you can call them on that 0800 772 So get in contact with your garage doors, guys. And uh, I'll speak to you very soon. Enjoy the episode. Hello there, everybody. Jamie here from Batball Podcast. And today, episode 42. Now, you should have just heard from my sponsor there. Definitely check them out if you're interested in the service they provide. So, um, last week was a pretty busy week. Uh, we had the first year podcast anniversary uh, with Tez Elias. Absolutely mad. Um, it's been busy even though it's been school holidays, which I should be enjoying, but I still seem to be getting up at eight o'clock. So uh, no lines for me. But today, episode 42, we are more than 70 episodes in, but because I oddly named the uh, the numbers of the episodes, it's episode 42. And we've got a great guest on today who shares the love and passion for Beeston. So welcome, Christopher. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for inviting me along. Um, yes, as you say, I, I love Beeston and um, I do a bit of writing for the Beestonia magazine, and take photos of the area. And I also do the little adventures of Nigel, mm. our friendly neighbourhood sweet, sweep, um, sweep, I can't say it now, street sweeper. Yeah, Nigel's awesome. I mean, so, I, I, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, I know, obviously, I've, I know you um, previously. Uh, we've spoke to Matt previously on the, the, the podcast uh, from the Beestonian. Um, and obviously, the Beestonian is local magazine, of which I've actually got my magazine just across the room. Um, which I, I did manage to get it. I, I was a little bit late on the train. I will admit that um, it's been exam month and all that crazy stuff at school getting back. But I decided I'll get myself out into Beeston um, for the first time in quite a while. Um, and other than for catching the tram for school and, you know, get a jacket spud from James's jackets and get myself a Beestonian magazine. And as always, it delivers. It's incredible. So, um, it, yeah, it was really, really good. And I went down to um, Broadgate Post Office. Fantastic, as always. Um, and I really like the quality of the magazine. I, I, I like that. I love the design of it. Who actually does the design for it? Is that Matt? Uh, no, it's Dan. He he puts it all together. We uh, we write the stories and take the photos or drawings or whatever, and um, we all just uh, not email it. We we use Trello, mm. and uh, then Dan just puts it all together and does his magic, and it's um, sent off to the printers, and it comes back um, a week or so later, and then it's uh, distributed around Beeston, which obviously. These days is a bit tricky, but um, we have a few outlets, and obviously, when things are back to normal, it'll be back in the pubs and um, 
shops and cafes around Beeston, so uh, lots of people can enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I, I, always available online as well. Mm. What is the um, website? We've got uh, a link on Facebook. Awesome. It's uh, it's uh, I can't remember the name of the the actual website address, but um, if we just type in Beestonian magazine into Google, I'm sure it'll pop up. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. It's so uh, uh, we we're just um, sorry. I was just going to say we're just um, had a editors meeting, just uh, working out. Stories for the next issue. Awesome. I mean, I'm. Because yeah. obviously, when I was having mine, obviously, if it was in a non COVID um, sort of time, obviously, I'd prefer to be going down to the Vic. Um, I might be slightly biased, favorite pub. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'd be going down to the Vic, um, maybe have a, a blue cheese and bacon sandwich with a bit of mango chutney on it um, and be reading the Beestonian just sitting out there in the summer yeah. you know maybe just a bit before Vic Fest a bit quiet and I'd just be chilling out ideal yeah. but yeah. you know I adapted got the jacket potato and I must say this this month's um magazine was fantastic I think there was still a few copies left when I was there I don't know if there will be now though because this was a few days ago so if you're interested in getting yourself a Beestonian magazine definitely check that out um but Obviously, how long have you been doing this then? How long have you been with the Beestonian? Uh, well, it's quite a strange story how, how it started. Um, Matt produced this um, little sheet I saw in the library. Uh, it was like the Beestonian magazine minus one. It was just like a little advertising flyer. And uh, I noticed that they'd used one of my photos because at the time I, I had a photo her blog site and it was a photo of the bee man mm. i knew it was mike they still had my logo on so i had to send matt a message to say oh it's a little bit naughty using my photo without permission it says oh i'm sorry i'll buy you a pint which he still owes me actually but <laughs> uh, so uh, then i started sort of taking photos for them and it, it suddenly sort of turned into me doing stories as well mm. So uh, I sort of interview people, find mm. things out what's happening in Beeston. I'm the uh, community editor now, so uh, anything to do with the community comes sort of my way, like Pip. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I know that. On my desk. Oh yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, cat say eh? because I mean, my, mine's been out in the sun all day. So I, I, I mean, fair play. I mean, I think she's a bit deaf, maybe, but she enjoys herself. That's all that matters. But in terms of the community aspect of what you do, um, it must be nice getting out into Beeston, right? Because you have a passion for it, as you say. Yeah. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's great fun going out and seeing what's happening, whether it's uh, taking photos for Oxjam or um, helping out uh, Nicola Jenkins with um, doing things for her own charity, sort of taking photos and things that, when she has the uh, events on the Weir field down in the, the Rylands and that. Mm. And um, my main role these days is, is uh, doing the Iron Beeston project. So tell me a little bit more about so, that project. What, what, what does that serve? What purpose does that serve? Uh, oh, as Matt 
might have mentioned when you interviewed him, he, um, he sort of noticed after the, the Brexit vote that um, he seemed to notice there was a, an increase in sort of racial tension across the country. Mm. And he thought, well, that's not going to be happening in Beeston. So um, we went around and interviewed a few people that come from different countries and made their, their home in Beeston. Um, one, for instance, is Anna, runs the Tech Kickboxing Centre. Mm. Um, she's from sort of Eastern Europe and um, has made a, a base here and, and started off um, kickboxing and now it's they win medals after medal for for what she does and then there's Sergio who was the landlord of the white lion he's sort of half Portuguese and I forget the other country he comes from but but uh, sadly he left the, the white lion and um, I'm not quite sure what he's doing these days and um, then there's Roya from Cafe Roya Hmm. She's so uh, got Persian heritage, so um, they just we just went round interviewing them and um, popped them up on uh, Facebook. They got to be quite popular, and then Matt said to me, "Well, this seems quite a popular project. Why don't you do it yourself?" Because he had other things to do. Being Matt, so um, I've been doing it since uh, twenty. Was it 2016 now? Mm. And uh, probably interviewed the region of 500, 400 people now. Wow. And obviously, it's been a bit difficult with um, the present situation, but uh, still keep managing to find people. Mm. Um, the, the person I want to find now is Mr. Bevan, he's a retired teacher from Roundhill School. And people have said to me, oh, you need to interview him. So if everybody knows where he lives and get in touch with me, someone on Facebook, uh, I'd love to interview him. Hmm. I've, I saw on a and, local um, Facebook. Another one is... is I'd, I'd seen on a local Facebook group that he was quite popular. I don't know why it appeared on my timeline. It was a few years ago the post was yeah. made, but people started commenting again. And I was like, who's Mr. Bevan? Who is he? You know? Well, I never went, went to Roundhill School, so uh, I was uh, Beeston Fields. Mm. Um, but then I moved to London in the late 60s for my dad's job. So uh, I went to a couple of schools in London and came back to Beeston when I was 14. So I mm. um, went to Beeston Fields again. Awesome. So... Um, and then there's Shane Meadows, of course. I'd love to get hold of him. I have spoken to him, but he's always seemed so busy on the phone to Hollywood. <laughs> um, I have, I suppose, the most famous person would be uh, Vicky McClure. Mm. I've uh, managed to do her. And um, the other person uh, would be Fastlane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, well, his, his real name's John. But, um, thought I'd try and interview him because um, he's quite an interesting character. So he's, he had lots to say mm. and uh, put it out. And it's I think about fifty thousand people have seen it now. Wow! And um, 
on Facebook. So, uh, yeah. unfortunately, sadly died a few years ago now. Mm. I remember. But, uh, it is great social history for the mm. people that live in Beeston at this current time. Yes, yeah, definitely. Sadly, some aren't here anymore. Mm. It must be tough looking back on so, people you've interviewed and you know seeing people that have passed away. Um, you know, and you've obviously got yeah. the photo of them with the the Iron Beeston thing. Must be difficult though, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's sad in a way because I was, they uh, I know they've left now, and um, obviously people still know them, but um, it's uh, it's a, I suppose a reminder that um, they're not forgotten because they're in part of Eastern's history now. I think what I'd really like to do is is make a book of them all, all the the, the Estonians that I've interviewed, mm. do a book with their photo and a little bit about them. So I don't know if there'd be much call for it, but it'd be an interesting project. I mean, I'm up for that. I'd like the idea of like a leather sort of. It's got to be proper leather. A big a big one though. And it'd be nice if you could have it like in like a little glass box in the middle of the town centre. That'd be nice. You know, like a, a sort of like community sort yeah. of gathering area, like a nice little, uh, the, 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 what are they called? Like the, with the little red ropes to guard it. There's something like that. And it's got all oh, right. of ancient yeah. beasts in history and it would just be there for thousands of years. That'd be so cool. That'd be really cool. But, you know, I, I think it'd be good to have a book as well, because obviously, then people can see absolutely everybody you know um and obviously through the power of a book and obviously i mean i've got an interesting story about vicky mcclure um she's a very nice person obviously you know great actor as well um i won't you know say anything about line of duty because i'm trying to catch up and get into it properly um but i i've met her but i didn't know i met her um by accident because I was doing a Christmas market at the pub um, selling jam at the time and I'd seen her All right. and obviously I'd, at this point I didn't know who she was apparently it was her sister that was on the stall next to me and um, explains why she was there so much and we were there and I was just you know selling jam to people loads of people were coming through because it's pitchforks yeah. and and then obviously she comes along and she's like, oh, I think I think it was a, um, a piccalilli, I think it might have been, or a, a harvest, a harvest chutney. Um, and she'd come to me and she went, I'd like that one, please. And I straight away gave it to her and then paid for it. She kind of looked at me like that. And I, was, I just didn't know who she was. And I was just like, yeah. you know, who is this? And then as soon as she walked out, everybody was talking to her. And I'm like, was it the jam? Was it, what was it? Did, did, you know is it fake what's going on and uh and my mum was like no that was vicky mcclure and i'm like oh god i mean i remained professional you know i was right. professional the whole time it was a very I good service yeah you know there was no uh, it was just very professional and very um you know a, a very good buying of chutney um, and I'm, I'm actually embarrassed that that was the last time that I would see Vicky McClure probably in person and um, somebody that I'd love to talk to. So, but, you know, that must have been kind of what, what did you speak to her about? Um, well, 
I was at a, a cake competition that uh, Nicola had organised to, to raise funds for the Owen charity. Mm. And uh, Vicky was one of the judges. Fantastic. So I thought, oh, that's, that's a good opportunity. Mm. So mm. I just had a quick word with her and took a photo. And uh, um, she was very nice. She told me all about herself and that uh, she liked to go to McDonald's on the, the high road mm. and uh, go upstairs and have a, a burger and chips and that. And um, she just lives in Toten, so she's not far away. Mm. And uh, I'm just, it's quite quick because um, sometimes these things don't take that long. It all depends what people have got to say. Some people can tell me lots and lots of things, and then some people just just give me a few lines. So mm. it, um, I, I generally ask about where they come from because obviously you don't know whether they're actually born in Beeston or they've they've come here for work or love or whatever. And um, then I ask them about what they do for a living, what they think of Beeston, uh, what their favourite places are. So it's, it's always going to be places like Admiral Dates Reserve hmm. and the the marina. And then I sort of generally ask if they've got any interesting stories about themselves. Some people do. And um, they'll just take the photo with them holding the, the sign, which of course we don't do at the moment. So uh, I've got a little Photoshop picture of it, which I, I put on the photo. Hmm. And it goes, it just goes in the magazine at the moment. But um, I think one point I'll start doing about you know three or four a week. Wow. Uh, so I, I just put messages on Beeston Updated. Anyone want to be involved in the Iron Beeston project? So people will send me messages saying, oh, I'd love to. Mm. And um, so I just do it that way. Yeah. Wait, um, it, it, it brings people together. Um, and I think that in a time like this, um, even though you can't do as many, you can still look back on the ones that you've done, um, which yeah. I have done as well. Uh, after I'd interviewed Matt, I'd looked back at, you know, most of the, the ones that you'd done. Obviously, I'd looked at um, someone that we previously interviewed. James did one with you. Really interesting. It's nice. You know, it, it must yeah. be crazy to think that you've interviewed hundreds of people, um, you know, and and the fact that, those few hundred people is probably just the beginning of it and uh, an ongoing project into the future. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, what's, I don't know what the population of Eastern is, is it 25,000? And then obviously some people come in, some people leave. So, yeah, it's an ongoing project. Do it, probably do it forever and never get everybody. So. Well, do you know what? The, you know, I, I think that there may be just one day, one day, where you've got every single person but that one person and you go around the house and that's it. And it'll be like, you'll be like 90 or something and you'll be like, yeah. I want to interview you for this. And it, at that time you would have had thousands and thousands of people because of new people moving in, as you say. So, but it, you know, if it's something that you enjoy um, then, and it helps the community, then it's, it's kind of a, a double whammy, isn't it? Cause Oh, yeah. The idea of you being able to enjoy something that will help other people um, is just, it's not rare. It's just a case of like, how often does that really happen? 
um you know it's just yeah it's incredible so in terms of your interviews and stuff it's really cool and another cool thing that i know that you do is your lego works big fan i've even been oh, on it privileged yeah, my adventures of nigel mm. tell me yeah. more about um well back in i think it's 20 about 2018 uh John Cooper is currently the editor of the Beastonia magazine. Um, you're saying that his son, Ewan, is a big Lego fan, and he's also a, a ski, sea scout. Mm. And he thought of a way of raising funds for sea scout as having little Lego Nigel with his barrow. Because um, at the time, I think he'd won uh, um, one of the Eastern Awards, there was, there was an award ceremony and he was like one of the faces of Beeston. And um, so I, I just bought one and then I was thinking a few weeks later or so, I thought, what if I could do a little cartoon sort of thing, make him into a superhero as it were. And uh, so I just went to Wilco's and I bought some of these sort of fake Lego figures and just sort of came up with these a couple of ideas I could do with him. Mm. And I sort of put them on Facebook and people started saying, oh, this is funny. I like this. I'm getting quite a few likes and that. So I thought, oh, and there seems to be something in it. Nigel likes it. Mm. He, he collects them off Facebook and puts them on. He says he wants to get a poster with them all on. Oh, wow. um, um, so um, I started buying proper Lego and um, so I got loads of little Lego figures and then uh, I just think of these little stories up by the, Nigel might tell me something like he's off to the allotment or he's going on holiday or he's just about to buy a cake or something and that might trigger off uh, an idea or um, looking for the Lego figures so they mm -hmm. might um, made me think of something who I just used some corny joke and so I just get the figures together and take photos and use uh, some software to, to make the little cartoons up mm. and I just put them on and be some updated than that and people seem to enjoy them so, so what so, do you, uh, how many good. have you done do you reckon um Still, to say it's probably between seventy and hundred. I think by now, mm. had a bit of a bit of a gap, and then I started doing a few more. Sort of do maybe two or three a week. So I've got one to do now. Actually, mm. I had an idea for a story. He's had an idea for a story just like so, that. Uh, it's, it's appeared in his mind. Uh, some some things come instantly. Mm. It's just one of these things with the creative process in it. Some people think of things instantly, like somebody writes a, a song in about three minutes. And then the, there's other people might take a little while to, I do sometimes have a bit of trouble with the punchline, but I get there in the end. Hmm. Yeah, it's, and, um, uh, there's actually an interesting story behind that. I, I heard, I met with Jeannie, Jeannie Barton, and we, we spoke about the Roses project she's doing. And she told yeah. she told me that the song for the Roses video she wrote 
in less than half an hour because it literally all just came to a head. She said yeah. it was just like a moment. I don't know how it happened. It just naturally does that. Um, and I think that's, you know, an, an art that, that creatives have, or some creatives will have, not every creative will have it, but that ability to either sing, talk about something um, or write something, you know, or draw something just off the, you know, the, yeah. just off the top of your head and um, without having loads and loads of thought about it. Because sometimes when I'm thinking, I'll stutter because I'll be like, uh, what, what am I going to say? And then other times it's just like, it just happens. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, and it's, yeah. it's something that naturally occurs within us all. Um, but obviously your Lego pieces, um, I, I've seen Nigel a few times. When I had first seen your Lego pieces, I thought, I recognise that like who this guy is. Um, yeah. I'd seen him in the street the next day, um, just as I was passing, uh, it would be Warrior Warrior Jiu-Jitsu, where I used to train. Um, and he was just there happily, you know, dancing along with his oh, yeah. cleaner. And I just Lovely thought, guy. Wow, what an interesting guy. You know, just yeah. happy, you know. Yes, he's done Iron Beaston. I've also interviewed him um, for the Beastonian magazine as, as sort of part of his job. Mm. And um, because people like him, but they might not know much about him. Mm. So uh, decided to have a chat with him. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he's a very popular guy. He's always helpful and, and he's say, happy and smiling. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. Um, you, you see Nigel in the street, you say hello, he'll say hello back. He's very, very... He's just very, very warm, welcoming. Yeah. I think if you could represent Beeson in one person, I think Nigel would definitely be there um, as one of the people that if you were to, if there was a golden gate to Beeston and there was somebody um, welcoming yeah. people, I think Nigel would be there, you know, uh, you know, just chilling and, and, and doing his thing. So, you know, it's nice when you're walking to or from school and you're thinking, God, I feel miserable today. You see him and he's got this massive, bright smile, you know, even though he's working, yeah. he's probably been working for hours at that point. He's just happy. You just kind of think to yourself, you know, I'm happy. You know, just, you know, just just look oh, yeah. at his face. Look at his face. He's happy. It puts you in a good mood. You know, and obviously, and the and the Legos thing that you do puts people in a good mood, and it, and it always makes me laugh because obviously we, we had one of somebody running after someone in a forest the other day. Uh, we have we've had a few superhero ones. I was even fortunate myself to have been put on that as well. So uh, I think it's going to be my goal oh, yeah. to uh, oh, oh, okay. Nigel. Do, 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 do Nigel. Yeah. I, I want to do it, you know. I want to yeah. recreate that moment. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I think my hair's a tad longer now. It's going over my ears. But, you know, uh, it's. I think we can make it happen. I've got one, one week left of holidays. Maybe if I see him in the square tomorrow, I'll have to. Uh, oh, he'll be there. If he's there. I'll be there too, and I will be interviewing him. So um, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's really, really interesting. And so this this Lego thing just came because of just a, a, just an idea, you know, just a small thing that you're thinking of um, yeah. alongside John and whatnot, and and you just thought, yeah. let's take it on. Well, yes, you and he's a real big Lego fan, and it, you've you've seen the Lego version of Hallam's. Mm. That John and uh, Ewan put together, and they've also done the, the Buttons Bus. So, um, so yeah, it's a nice little money 
money raising idea, something a bit different from from the usual. So I think they sold out. I don't know how, how many they made, but um, I managed to get one. So just you just do something with it because uh, it's such a, a good character, and um, just just see what develops. I mean things happen in Beeston all the time. So that's that's an influence as well. Mm. And um, Nigel's always, you say, he's always happy and he's got something to So uh, I thought, yep, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Mm. So uh, it's one of those things you don't know if you don't try. So it, there's no guarantee on what could happen. Well, yeah. Um, one minute you could literally be a Twitter sensation. Um, uh, you could be, you know, uh, somebody that might get a few likes. You know, anything can happen. Uh, I would encourage anybody to, if you've got an idea, just do it. Um, I think with lockdown kind of kind of easing off, there's still a lot of people that currently aren't working um, that might not actually be going back to work for another few months now. Um, use this time wisely. And maybe this time might be used for exercise. I'm aware we've just been through the winter. It's been horrible. Um, but be creative. Try something that you've never thought of. Or maybe try something that you have thought of, but you've kind of ridiculed and gone, nah, I'm not so, not so sure it'd work. You've got nothing to lose, um, you know, as long as you're not starting up like some massive stock oh, investing no. company. Uh, yeah, be careful with that. But you've got virtually nothing to lose. You know, I've... I spend nothing to to make podcasts and stuff, um, but I, I get some smiles out of it. So why not? You know, it's fun. Oh, we yeah. have some great guests such as yourself, and um, you know, hopefully we can keep doing this for the foreseeable. So fingers crossed, we do get that interview with uh, with Nigel Christopher, um, and I'll be the uh, first one to be messaging you, letting you know that, that has happened. Oh yes. Yes, well, you've been going a year now, so congratulations on that. Thank you. It's, it's been a um, crazy year. We've had some really good guests. Thank yeah. you. Who would you, who would you say is your favourite? Top three. We'll go top three. Uh, Nicola, mm -hmm. I would say. And um, Matt. Mm -hmm. And um, who else would I go for? You've had so many, quite a few people that I actually know, sort of like Marisha or or Benji, hmm. so um, what were those? Well, um, you know, I'm hoping to get Benji on again. Obviously, I know. Congratulations on uh, he's he's had a child. Uh, he's had a, a baby girl. Yes. So, congratulations to him and his wife, um, and the whole family. Really good news. So, um, the thing that I think is really really crazy is this uh, thing that we were when I first spoke to him. You know, quite a sort of my side terrible audio quality podcast you looked at it you would go oh god what's going on you know and and we look back now there's been an improvement and uh, and his whole life has also changed so much he's been he's got married he's had a child you know i think he started i think he might have even started his new job i think last year maybe i don't know um 100 if that was him or might have been someone else um but you know he's doing his thing and uh congratulations yeah. to the family so 
Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a, he's a lovely guy. He's done great things for Beaton. I think I saw on the Beastonian page today that it was something like how many years since he... Was it three years since he did the Beaston uh, rap video? Beaston, yeah, Beaston song, yeah. I saw you throwing out some moves um, there. They tried it, so. Yeah, they, they tried it the, the first week and um, it was when we had the Beast from the East. God, yeah. So it was snowing and... So they had to, because they were filming a video, so they had to do it the following week mm. or a couple of weeks later. How was it? I, I wish and, I'd got uh, involved with that. sort of going around all the shops in Beeston. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was quite good fun. I'd love, you know, I'd so, love, um, I'd love if he did a, a Beeston rap part two. Um, that'd be really cool. And I think maybe if he did a Beeston rap part two, a fundraiser version. Um Post-COVID, obviously, I think that'd be really cool. Just to kind yep. of, like a massive, massive street party. Um, and instead of a few people dancing along with him down the high street, everyone, um, you know, as long as there's not a stampede, uh, get everybody going, get everybody you know, out there on the high street. You know, um, obviously, oh, it would just be great. Just seeing everybody out post-COVID and doing that sort of stuff. Awesome. I don't know how he feels about that oh, one, yeah. but but you know, it's just an oh, idea. I'm sure he'd be up for it. It's, uh, well, you know, start off in the in the square and end up at Gate Park. I I'd like to do that. So I like, think uh, I might have to I might have to drop him a message about that. That'd be really cool. So many cool things going on in Beeston. Well, you know, and I think next yeah, this, this cool next town. few months, it's a very cool town. I agree because there's there's people from every aspect of life. Here, in Beeston, and uh, although you can call me biased because I am because I live here, still, I love Beeston no matter what, and uh, it's given me everything that I have today. And without Beeston, I wouldn't be interviewing you. I wouldn't be interviewed, you know, pretty much everybody that I've interviewed. I wouldn't have been able to interview without, you know, being where I am. So, um, yeah, just kind of reflecting back on that, but. It's been a great, great chat with you today. Obviously, we've kind of spoke about Nigel, um, the amazing Lego things that you do as well. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Send us through some photos in uh, with some more Lego stuff. I'll have to post them on my uh, podcast page as well, on Facebook and uh, on my Twitter as well. So, yeah, just, you know, send me them over. And I think everybody will be really interested in these Lego things in my group as well. So that'll be really cool. So yeah, thank you for joining. Well, thank you for inviting me. Awesome. That was episode 42 there, everybody, with Christopher Frost. Definitely check out his Lego things if you are on the Beeston Updated page. And, you know, check out the Beestonian as well. So I think you're probably best to look for their next issue, which will be, what month will the next issue be? Uh, Sometime next month. Sometime next month. Okay, so check it out. Or you can check out this latest issue on their website. So yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. Episode 42 there with Christopher Frost. Take care.